Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Girly Bits. I can't believe it's the last episode of 2023 as we head into 2024. And I have to say, I am so, so delighted with all of the fantastic listeners I've had to the podcast over the last number of months. Uh, What turned out from, I suppose, an idea in my head to kind of launch a podcast. And here we are, 14 episodes in. I can't believe it. So I have to say a happy, happy Christmas to everybody. And thank you so much for all the fantastic support and all of the wonderful guests that have agreed to come on and have a chat to me over the last number of months. I'm going to keep going with the podcast in 2024 and as always if there's anything you'd like me to discuss or have a chat about or somebody you'd like me to interview get in touch and let me know. You can email me louiseclarkmedia at gmail.com. I'm on social media Louise Clark Radio and other than that well I'm sure I might see some familiar faces over the Christmas. So let's get stuck in to the the last episode before Christmas. So my very last episode before Christmas, I wanted to talk about something that I think is kind of a taboo subject sometimes. Whether or not you want to consume alcohol over the Christmas period, sometimes there can be a lot of pressure. Sometimes you might not enjoy the feeling that you have of alcohol afterwards. So I reached out to Melissa Kelly, who is the founding member of Sober Social. It really intrigued me because quite a lot, I think in 2023, I've tried but failed to maybe take a couple of weeks off from having drinks at the weekend or we all try to do dry January when it comes to the new year. But what would it actually feel like if you decided to give up alcohol for forever or even for a long period of time? I caught up with Melissa Kelly to have a chat all about what being sober is like and how it feels to go sober even when you know yourself you don't actually have Um, an issue with alcohol. You just really want to do it for your health and for your well-being. So without further ado, I would love to introduce the wonderful Melissa Kelly onto Girly Bits this week. Well, it's absolutely fantastic to be having a chat with Melissa Kelly. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat to me. Um, And I I suppose on the podcast this week, we're going to talk all about, you know, I suppose being sober around Christmas. And even if you want to take a break. um, Now, you've got a fantastic organisation that is going to really, really open people's eyes if they just want to take a break from alcohol. Can you tell me a little bit about what it is and what you've set up? Yeah, so my name's Melissa. I'm the founder of Sober Social Ireland, formerly Sober Girls Ireland. We had a bit of a change um, last month, I suppose. We're at the end of November now. So I've started this, I started this organization just about a year ago. So over a year now, really just hoping to create a community for people in Ireland who don't drink, whether they identify themselves as sober or they're just taking a break, just anyone who really wants to reevaluate their relationship with alcohol. My background is in psychology and research. I'm a postdoc at UCC as well in the field of public health. So my, you know, expertise and experience and what I'm passionate about is really changing the way that we think about quitting drinking, Um, especially here in Ireland, where it's so ingrained in our culture and everything that we do from my accent, you can probably tell as well. I was born in the US actually, um, to Irish parents. And when I was eight years old, we moved to Ireland then and I basically moved back and forth between the US and Ireland. So I just wanted to say that as well. Yeah. If anyone is listening to me talk, being like, where is this person from? But um, yeah, so I'm I'm three and a half years sober. So I quit drinking during the pandemic and 
I think it's great what's what's happening now where a lot of people are kind of experimenting with sober curiosity and taking a break because that's really how my journey started and we can kind of go into that if you want but I never intended on being sober I I really wanted to take a 30-day break from drinking and I found myself getting to like one to two weeks and going back to it or going out to the pub or whatever and it wasn't until the pandemic where everything was closed where I could finally be like right I'm actually taking this break yeah and after the 30 days I was like oh my god I feel so much better felt so much more confident in myself and I just wanted to keep going. So that's really my story as well. Like just initially saying like, look, I'm just going to take a break and having things go from there. Totally. Because I think when you say to somebody, oh, no, I'm sober. Like my mom uh, was a pioneer um, for like yeah. you know, up until she passed away. Like she had never taken a drink in her life, you know, other than accidentally maybe taking somebody's G&T and sipping it when she'd be out at like maybe, a, a you know, an event or something. But, um, you know, like. There's that extreme of, you know, vowing not to not to take alcohol. But then if you're somebody who, you know, maybe you just find that I think we're coming becoming a little bit more woke as to the effects alcohol has on us. Like I know there's certain types of alcohol I don't drink because like I wake up the next day and I just don't feel great. Not only like from a stomach point of view, but from a mental point of view as well. You know, like I'm in my 30s now, so I've I've established what alcohol is okay for me and then stuff that just does not suit me at all. I'm very, very, you know, depression-like symptoms the next day, that kind of thing. But I think we're becoming a little bit more woke as to, yeah, we can actually go out and have a zero-zero. Like, you don't have to have that age-old Irish pressure of, well, hey, let's go out and get bladdered. It's, you know, Christmas time or, or that kind of thing. And I mean, it's perfectly fine if you do want to go out and enjoy yourself with a bit of alcohol with your friends. But if you want to maybe check out what it's like to be sober around these times of year, you know, like it's great to have an outlet where you can kind of go, oh, I'm not on my own, you know, and it is acceptable to go out and have a zero zero, have a sparkling water or just not drink anything at all. Yeah, definitely. And there is a sense of feeling like you're missing out if you're not drinking, right? Because everyone's drinking and it's part of the culture as well, as you said. Totally. And you can feel totally alone. And that's why it's, you know, that's really why I wanted to set up this community because you can feel like a bit of an alien going out sometimes if you're the only person not drinking. Like, am I seeing what everyone else is seeing? Like, everyone's laughing and everyone's, you know, jumping around the place like you can kind of feel like an outsider sometimes. And so um, it's helpful to have those safe spaces where you can kind of come back and and chat with people about their experience going out and little tips and tricks and mindset hacks and different things that you can use to your advantage whenever you're going out with people during the holidays or just generally going out and socializing without alcohol as well. Having that community is so important. Totally. Because I mean, like, I know now if if like a couple of my friends, if they went out or, you know, they weren't drinking, it's automatically, oh, you're pregnant. Oh, you're trying. for yes. Oh, there's something like that. You know, there's all of these things that you're like, no, I just actually, you know, I, I want to get up yeah. early on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I want to go for a walk. I want to, you know, go and meet my friends for brunch and not have a sore head or that type of thing. Um, how did you initially begin your journey with, you know, being sober? Because there can be 
probably that attachment as well that like you, you know, oh, I need to get sober. Am I an alcoholic? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Is there a fine line between wanting to just quit alcohol for your health benefits, you know, for the clarity of your mind, for your mental health versus, you know, people thinking that maybe you had a problem? Yeah. And for me, I did definitely have a problem, not in the sense that like I wasn't hitting a proverbial rock bottom. Yeah. There was no huge moment or huge impact. Like I quit drinking when I was doing my PhD. I was living up in Belfast. I had a great job. I was in a healthy relationship, you know, healthy relationships with my parents. But I was just deeply unhappy with myself. I knew yeah. that, you know, I had done little experiments here and there where I had cut out alcohol for a week or two or even just to had a sober weekend, which was, you know, at 26, you know, that wasn't the norm for me. Yeah. Like every weekend, usually on a Friday, I'd be going out going having a few drinks staying up way too late (laughs) wasting the day on Saturday and you kind of suffer through the hangovers right because you're like well self-inflicted like no sympathy for me because I did this to myself like blah 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 but for me it was really the anxiety for days afterwards and that low mood the depression and not feeling like I could focus on work and knowing that I wasn't showing up as the person that I wanted to really be as cliche and you know cheesy as that sounds like you know that you're not fully you know reaching your potential or doing what you really want to be doing and it really shakes your self-confidence when I kept having these you know between I'd say 2019 and I quit in 2020 like those two years I must have tried to take a 30-day break from drinking like dozens of times like after every hangover after every holiday after every you know at the at the start of every new month and it annoys me to this day that my sobriety date is actually actually May 2nd because I wanted it to be May 1st like, okay. I couldn't even get through that day because I think it was like a Friday and I was like yeah. Melissa and the thing is like sometimes people do think like when I tell them oh I don't drink anymore I I don't use the word sober necessarily that much in my own personal life I yeah. use it for the community because it's kind of like you know a catch-all search engine optimization like it's kind of what everyone types in it's easy yeah. to find but I don't really use that myself but people do have a kind of connotation as like oh what happened like something bad must have really happened whereas my last night of drinking was literally me drinking some red wine and watching Vanderpump Rules on my sofa like but I just felt so crappy the next day and I was like right it's really just time to make a change and I'd say what really sparked it as well was reading um, a book called The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober by Catherine Gray okay have you heard of that book no I haven't actually I must check it out Yeah, it's really amazing because it really got me thinking more about what you gain when you quit drinking as opposed to what you'd be giving up, which is what we're afraid of, right? We're afraid of, you know, giving up those nights out with our friends or having that little bit of liquid courage going into a new social group or whatever. Like we tend to focus more on the scary bits, but it's so helpful to be able to shift your mindset and think about, oh, these are all of the unexpected little joys that happen whenever you choose to remove alcohol from your life or even take a break. And at the end of her book, she recommends doing a 90-day break okay. from drinking. And I was like, there's no way that that's happening. <laughs> 30 days seems way more realistic. And so after reading that book, probably the beginning of 2019, that's when I started trying to take those 30-day breaks. And it took me a long time, you know. That's why I tried to share about that. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, one and done, now I'm sober. But took a lot of trial and error and I'd say that was probably the lowest point even though I was probably at that point only drinking once a week maybe like it's really not how much you're drinking it's how much you're thinking about drinking and how the drinking that you are doing is making you feel and I really want to emphasize that like there's no amount of drinking 
that's like oh now you should quit do you know like you kind of have to come to that realization on your own it's a very personal journey it's the ideology of you know like you said like it's the red wine you know beside the fire when you're watching your favorite tv show um it's the let's go it's like wine wednesday you know we're halfway through the week that type of thing and then because i battle with this all the time and i say to my boyfriend all the time i'm like we need to do something else other than go to the pub and it sounds like we're in the pub all the time and we're not but it's like I get really frustrated because I might see I sound so like materialistic but like I might see a lovely handbag that I want to buy and let's say it's 35 40 euro and I would say no 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 I'm not going to buy that but then if I'm out on a random Saturday night nothing is really happening you're in the pub you're there from like eight o'clock until midnight and you've bought yourself five six cocktails whatever it is they're 14 euro a go which is like Irish prices now for cocktails and I'm like (laughs) I would have had that handbag and I would have like you know really loved it and I really wanted it but now I've just spent all this money on alcohol it's the it's it's the it's the the money like associated with alcohol that drives me crazy when you're out out but like as well as that it's that lovely picture that we paint ourselves oh you know it's going to be lovely and we'll sit down and we'll enjoy a few cocktails and but like once you have one two three four five six seven eight nine you know and you're stumbling home and it's the takeaways and it's it's all of that kind of stuff that's where you're like this lovely picture that I painted of one glass of wine you know around Christmas time let's just say uh, somewhere lovely and pretty and Christmassy in Galway has just turned into a messy night out where you've just spent 200 quid <laughs> you know yeah and then you can't look at the bank account for a few days yeah it's, it's all that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really what we do. And that's really the hump you have to kind of get over if you want to quit drinking is like, a lot of the time we really romanticize drinking. Yeah. We drink, we think about, oh, we're going to be so cozy. We're going to, you know, we know the feelings that we get that buzz, that initial like, first few sips where you're feeling a little bit like relaxing, and it's almost like ritualistic in a yeah. way. But then the the real trick is like playing that tape forward that's a big tool that's used in the sobriety community you could use this if you're trying to like eat less sugar or or whatever you know different habit that you're trying to change is like thinking beyond that first drink because for me when I really really thought about it like drinking was only really fun for like the first half an hour yeah yeah. because I was feeling that buzz I was settling in after half an hour I probably had a drink I'd probably you know stop remembering things I would say things that you know I don't remember (laughs) not that I was saying horrible things but it's just like just not knowing what you said and even stupid things like that mean a lot to me now but like asking my friends things and hearing them tell me about their family and different things and then a few days later I'm asking them the same question yeah and then they're like we're all we already talked about that and it just kind of hits you and it's like oh I should have been more present I should you know you're not able to fully connect with people and a lot of people would argue that you know in terms of addiction, like the opposite of addiction is connection. I think Johan Hari said that. Okay. Um, don't quote me. But like, that's really what we're wanting when we're drinking. It's not the alcohol, it's feeling we get. It's a feeling of feeling connected. It's feeling of feeling cozy or feeling Christmassy or, um, you know, feeling like we belong. You know, it's that kind of feeling or it's we're running away from a feeling that we don't want to feel, yeah. which is like the anxiety. But, you know, the more you put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, the more confident you become, right? Because that social anxiety is pretty normal to have if you're entering a new group of people or if you're 
going to a big party where lots of people are going to be there and you'd normally have your wine at Christmas or even if you're just wanting to like deal with your family or different things yeah, like that yeah. around the holidays that can be challenging but confidence comes when you're willing to put yourself into those uncomfortable situations and grow through them yeah and hold space for yourself to be able to you know be in those situations without alcohol you just become much more stronger of a person I think and that's really one of the main benefits that I've seen is like my self-confidence like even coming on here and talking with you or doing the other like even doing random other parts of my job like sharing my story to all these people like it's so important to um share my story because it helps lift the shame because it's something that I hid for so long I was so afraid of like colleagues finding out that I was out drinking at the weekend like I had this prestigious job and I was doing my PhD and blah 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 like all these things like I was trying to overcompensate in a way and make people believe things about me that I didn't believe to be true about myself basically all of these things and the main benefit for me has just been the confidence you know that you you say what you do what you say you're gonna do you follow through on things you remember things and you are able to sit through those uncomfortable emotions because you know, that's what you're running away from when you're drinking a lot of the time, really, isn't it? Totally, totally. And it is. It's it's that type of thing of feeling like you, you know, feeling like you're included just because you're drinking. But at the same time, you know, there's a big push now from a lot of the, the alcohol companies on zero zero. You know, you even see, um, you know, the Christmas market in Galway. I saw that the it's sponsored by Heineken zero zero, you know, so mm-hmm. I think they they are hopping on the bandwagon of, you know, it's obviously I like I'd be a big advocate for, you know, safe driving. And I hate to time of year because there's a lot of people out in the roads and people take chances especially all over the country people take chances oh sure I'll have two or three and I'm like no alcohol can't be that important to you to have a couple of pints and sit into a car and put your own life at risk and somebody else's life at risk but like I suppose when you first started out kind of, you know, um, on your sober journey, was there anything that you did where you were still able to go and socialize with people, but, you know, in a sober way? Did you still go to the pub and and that type of thing or did you just completely stay away from it? So for the first few months, just because of the nature of when I quit drinking, it was during the pandemic. So I kind of had that little buffer period of like a couple of months, I think. I quit in May and I think things started opening up like in July again, like yeah. socially distanced. But you could go on like a night out to the pub. And I remember in sep- the September, I went out for my cousin's birthday. And that was the first time I'd ever been out with people not yeah. drinking, really. Um, and it was definitely an experience. And I think you have to give yourself a lot of compassion and grace. Like it, I put a lot of pressure on myself to like act like I was having fun and act like nothing had changed. And, you know, that's just a kind of phase that I had to go through to become more comfortable because the whole point of the evening for me going out that night was just to not drink, you know, and, you know, I didn't have to, you know, force myself, I I didn't want to have to feel forced to enjoy something or, you know, it wasn't, you know, so that was really the main point. Um, And I think that it was difficult And my first sober Christmas, even I know we're coming up to Christmas now, like it was different. It was a bit blah, like it wasn't, you know, great but then I got up the next morning and I went for my walk with my dog and you know enjoyed a nice breakfast whereas previously I would have you know probably been a bit hungover and you know fuzzy headed as you would be from having you know drinking all of December basically and it's just whenever I, I found anyway that whenever I quit drinking 
instead of relying on that huge dopamine hit from the alcohol at the weekend, like one night a week, I was able to find small moments of joy throughout my day and really appreciate them and really tap into them. Like I sometimes found myself just on my walk, just watching, you know, the birds fly by and there'd be like a tear in my eye, like so grateful to have the clarity and just, you know, feel very true to myself. And I'd be like, what is this? Why am I crying (laughs) looking at the sky? Like all of these things, but it's so true. It's like, you're able to create joy for yourself as opposed to consuming it. Like when you're drinking basically, and it's much more wholesome and there's no hangover. There's no flip side to it. And it's created by you. And it just, it just feels so nice. And, you know, there's a trade-off always. Like if you're going, that's what I always say. Like you can either trade, you know, feel it having that drink to kind of calm your nerves a little bit and not have to feel that anxiety when you're around people trade that for a hangover Or you can trade, you know, feeling a bit uncomfortable, feeling a bit weird, feeling a bit like you don't belong for a few hours to have that amazing feeling the next day and feeling so proud of yourself. So that's something that I would say, like, there's always a trade off. And so there's a choice there that you're you're making. Totally. I know um, I we had a going away party for somebody in work and I obviously like I live I live in Galway, but I work in Athlone. So obviously there's a bit of an hour of a journey there. So I was like, I still want to celebrate the, the person's new job and say goodbye and good luck and everything. So I still went out and, you know, I was obviously dr- not drinking and driving home, but it was one of those first nights in ages and ages and ages that I'd been out socially without drinking and I kind of thought to myself when I sat into the car I was like wow I could actually do this more often and now instead of saying you know because I have a lot of friends like dotted all over the country because that's just the way life works out and I was kind of saying to myself you know instead of saying oh no like I can't meet up because it's in this place and I won't be able to have a drink that I'll still like drive to the place meet the people you know have a non-alcoholic beer or whatever it is and I'd still be able to drive home because I think it's it's us that's missing out on those social aspects of life if you choose oh well the alcohol is more important I couldn't possibly go anywhere unless I was to have a glass of Prosecco or, or that type of thing um I know if you've been watching Vanderpump Rules I'm I'm curious to find <laughs> out if um you also watch uh, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because uh, Kyle Richards is obviously on her sober journey. Um, and at the minute in the episodes, you know, the girls are really wary of her. Now, obviously, she's got stuff going on in her marriage and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see her sober, her sobriety play out on the TV. And like her other castmates are like, you're taking this too far. You're not drinking. What's going on? You used to be fun. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, like, yeah, so what if she wants to get up and go to the gym the next morning because all of you guys are are hung over? Like there's part of me that's like, go Kyle. Like, you know, you're really taking control of your life. It's so interesting to see it play out on reality TV. Yeah, I feel like more and more people are, you know, coming out as sober if you will like more people are um going sober in the public eye I haven't seen this particular season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I am a big fan I just haven't watched the latest one I did listen to a podcast with her current ex-current husband he didn't really clarify so I know that she has that stuff going on but um I think it's interesting with Kyle because if you remember her sister Kim struggled with addiction as well Yeah, yeah And so I'm wondering if that's part of it as well. But there can be people who, you know, say, oh, sober as a judge, you're not fun anymore. And I think that's saying more about 
those people in their relationship with alcohol that like they're only going to feel happy if you're also doing something that they're doing yeah um and maybe it's shining a light on some of the things that they wish that they could be doing and it's kind of like poking a little bit um because you living your best life and choosing to not drink like your true friends should be supporting you in that and obviously she seems like she's doing so much better she's exercising she's prioritizing her health like amazing things yeah, totally. if you know true friends should be supporting you and doing that and be comfortable with people changing too I think is a you know huge aspect of friendship because we're going to change and we're going to evolve and like that's something like even my best friend who is so supportive and um of everything she's literally the kindest person in the world like she my my birthday's in February which is already texting my boyfriend about gifts for me and oh, everything like so she nice. is so thoughtful but even she had kind of like a, there was a transitional part of our friendship. And we've been friends actually since we were both born. I was born in the February. She was born in the March yeah. and our March were best friends. And there was a transitional period where, you know, we had to kind of find our footing again, you yeah. know, because we did like to go have a few drinks together and we kind of had to like navigate that change in our relationship. And yeah. not that there was anything horrible that happened. It was just, you know, figuring out, what the relationship is afterwards and there can be that little time so I'd say that's probably what Kyle is experiencing yeah. we're gonna have a deep philosophical chat about Kyle Richards <laughs> but <laughs> that it might is. be what, what's yeah. happening like totally. the, the, it's changing a little bit you know when you change there's a bit of a ripple effect you know because you have relationships in your life yeah so yeah definitely because I've got a couple of friends who you know I need to phrase this properly before we think that we've got a raging alcohol problem but like there's some friends that they're like you know you'd meet up and it's like we have to have a bottle of wine and then there's other friends where it's yeah. like you know I'm consciously organizing something around Christmas because I know they don't drink really at all you know because uh, I, mm -hmm. I know I've, I've got a family member that like because whenever I would be off on a holiday or that type of thing, I'd love to have a cocktail because I drive so much during, you know, work and all of that kind of thing. And, you know, thinking about driving the next day. So you'd be careful of what you drink. Um, I remember yeah. being on a holiday and I was like, you know, it was two o'clock in the day and I was like, oh, I'm going to have a cocktail. Yay. And I remember my um, my cousin pulling me aside and she was like, you, you do you drink a lot? And I was like, well, no, like, but I just take the advantage to have a drink when I'm on holiday, do you know? But like, you need to be conscious as well of those friendship groups where you're like, yay, um, you know, we, we club together and have wine and yay, which often we've often drank way too much. And, you know, we've got that feeling of regret the next day. But also it's so nice to have those other times where you do go for afternoon tea or it's a walk or, you know, it's a day at the spa without the alcohol or or that type of thing. Have you got any tips for people who would like to try a sober, you know, if they are sober curious and, you know, they want to maybe give it a go, they're not going to put a time limit on themselves. They're not going to say we're going to be sober forever. But if they wanted to give that 30 days a go, what would your tips be to them? Yeah, so... I think that my first tip would be to understand why yeah. you want to do it. Having a really strong why is going to be super helpful in those moments where you might feel, you know, triggered or have a craving, especially if you're somebody who does drink regularly, your body is naturally going to crave that drink, you know, like yeah. it's just going to happen. And it's not, you know, a moral failure on your part. If you're having cravings, it's just a normal part of being a human and having repetitive behaviors that you do. Um, 
So I would understand first and foremost, like why you're doing it. Yeah. And I would tell somebody, I would tell someone who's close to you, whether that's your parent or your friend or your cousin, or if you don't feel like you're in a position where you feel like sharing that with somebody, there's so many amazing online communities. There's communities where you can be anonymous. Um, For me on my 30 days, the last time around, (laughs) I used Reddit, actually. There's a thread called Stop Drinking. Reddit is completely anonymous. And so people are super vulnerable and open on there. And it was a great tool for me to kind of check in with myself each of those days. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't ready to really tell people. And part of me was like, oh, I've said this so many times before. I told people that I was going to quit. And I kind of felt embarrassed by that. And I didn't yeah. want to tell people in case I, I didn't do it again. And then also we have our community as well. It's Sober Social Ireland. We run events too. Um, we do virtual calls for people who want to check in and have a bit of support. And we have some fun upcoming events happening in Dublin in January as well. So definitely head to our Instagram or our Substack and go say hi and make a few friends. And yeah, just connect yourself with the sober community. There's so many accounts on Instagram. And then the last thing would be to learn. Um, I really like consumed and gobbled up podcasts and books and all of that stuff just trying to learn about how alcohol affects you and hearing other people's stories too so you feel less alone definitely we i think we've learned so much and it's such a great topic to have a chat about even when there is so much pressure around christmas time to you know let's have drinks let's do this let's do that and maybe if you do want to step away like know that there are communities out there that of people who are doing the same thing that you don't need to fall into the peer pressure and you know you don't need to drink if you don't really want to um melissa once again if people want to follow you on social media if they want to pop up say hello uh where is the best place to go so the best place to go is probably on instagram at sobersocial.ie i also have my own tiktok that is at melissa kelly phd that's where i talk a little bit more and ramble about my own life on there and i also um put up videos with tips and tricks on managing cravings and different things like that so that's where you can find me oh super melissa it's been so good to have a chat to you thank you so so much for sharing with us and uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast thanks so much louise lovely to meet you you too So that is it for 2023, my very last episode of Girly Bits for the year. Listen, thank you so, so much for tuning in. And I really hope that you've enjoyed the podcast. I certainly have enjoyed putting it together. It's uh, at times it's been a lot of work. There's been a lot of late nights. But you know what? I'm just so delighted that I went ahead and started this podcast. And to be honest, I've met so many incredible, incredible people. Um, And I think we've got a really nice Girly Bits family as well. So listen, that is not goodbye now for uh, for the next couple of weeks. We'll be back straight into it again in January. I've got lots and lots of really exciting guests lined up and I can't wait to have a chat to them. And a big massive thanks to all of the wonderful guests so far that agreed to come on and have a chat on the podcast. I know you're super, super busy. So it means a lot to me to sit down and give me your time to have a chat on the podcast. So thank you so, so much. Right. 
Well, that is it. Listen, have a very happy Christmas. If you're listening to this on the drive home or even over Christmas, I hope you're having a lovely time. If you're listening to it at work, I hope you're not working too hard. But uh, listen, a massive thank you from me and I'll catch up with you again in the new year. Don't forget, if you want to reach out, louiseclarkmedia at gmail.com. If you want to email me, louiseclarkradio on all social media. And no doubt I'll be dipping in and out of social media throughout the Christmas. Have a really safe and happy Christmas. And I'll catch up with you on the flip side in 2024. Can't believe I'm saying that. Have a good one.